1: Hello and welcome back again after a slight delay. But you're you're happy to hear from us again. Hello, disaster divas.
0: It's like we never left because I'm assuming all the disaster divas were at home listening through our back catalog. Right, refreshing yeah. on on the muja, and you can
1: always continue to hang out with us even when new episodes aren't there from yeah. the disaster pod.
0: I mean, I think we're I think we're very re, re- listenable. Excuse me.
1: Um, yes, no, I would agree with that. And I like to listen just to hear my own voice. So (laughs) I put old episodes on too where I think I've been great. Yeah. And uh this time around, we left you what I would like to think. Maybe Amanda would disagree at me and Jason, I think we're on the same page on a real high note with underwater. Uh but now we have moved on to I think something me and Amanda are both stoked about. Yeah. Fire twister. What a happy accident. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you, you all know by now that we like to blend the higher budget fare with the lower budget fare. And I think this is my favorite of the like made for TV level stuff that we've done so far. Oh, far and away. And this it, was this was a shockingly good. And it, and it wasn't because it was like punching above its weight. It's not like, oh, it looked better than it had in your right. You know, it wasn't about that. It just all the ingredients just came together very well. Yeah.
0: And it, it was it was much like the tomato and tortellini dinner yes. I made tonight. It was a lot of prepackaged ingredients, <laughs> but she threw in some fresh spinach
1: with a woman shooting her cell phone repeatedly,
0: <laughs> and it worked.
1: Yeah, like the little surprises like that mm-hmm. really brought it home. Uh, and me and Jason will do our best not to just evangelize birds of prey. I feel so left out again this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's me and Jason once so again. So good. <laughs> I just want to see it. And it and it I I saw somebody on Twitter today describe birds of prey as uh bisexuality like the Uh, the, disaster
0: bisexual uh, the the disaster bisexual movie
1: yeah yeah the (laughs) yeah but like bisexual disaster the disaster movie and so hey maybe maybe birds of prey will make it onto the pod if we ever do a
0: patreon i feel like that should be our (laughs) patreon our patreon should just be episodes of things that aren't disaster movies but that we really want to talk about right Yeah. yeah And yeah.
1: we we really want to talk about Birds of Prey, absolutely. But I will I will do my best to limit the conversation from my end, at least, uh, <laughs> to Fire <laughs> Twister. I can't be responsible for Jason's. I'll
0: do my best. Non-sequiturs. Jason's like- just going to randomly jump in and be like, and then that scene <laughs> see with Mark Robbie. And we'll like, no, Jason. I feel
2: like if there's anything that's part of my job, it's probably to not interject things that I have nothing to do with <laughs> yeah. anything. Unfortunately, I feel like I do that quite a
1: lot. <laughs> it's the
2: vibe.
0: It's the yeah. vibe. Yeah. It's it's. This is a podcast featuring Jordan, Amanda, and then sometimes there's the other guy. And producer yeah. Jason.
2: <laughs> sometimes that one guy. <laughs> in.
0: Confused um, my parents so hard the first time that they listened to it. And they're like, wait, who's... Who's the guy
1: in that? It's <laughs> like the guy the guy controlling the magic toggles. Just, yeah. I'm
2: I'm like the Wilson of the of the podcast. I yeah. peek my head over the fence every once in a while and <laughs> yep. say yep. something and then say
1: something wise. the wizened neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Uh so Fire Twister is from 2015, yeah? 2015. And it is about uh a group of uh climate activists are just out like any other day thinking they're going to peacefully protest by hanging a a sign about global warming on a water tower. Well, suddenly, that water tower explodes from a big bomb that's been placed on it, and from the explosion of that tower springs a fire twister. Yeah, and as as it is explained to us, when some when one of the one of the the eco activists goes, "What's that?" and very matter of factly, Star Casper Van Deen goes it's a fire twister. Like he's definitely knows what that is. And then the woman, his lady scientist companion immediately responds, a tornado made of fire. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. I think that was quite self-explanatory. I mean, mm. they are
0: a thing and it yeah, would make yeah. sense that he would know what it is because Casper Van Dien is a former disgraced firefighter. Yes. Yes. But also
1: he was very matter of yes. fact about the that there was it's a fire, fire twister. twister. <laughs> and so once the fire twister has been unleashed, they are first of all surprised by that. but then they are immediately being pursued by like paramilitary types, yeah. So between the bomb that they found planted on the twister uh, on the tank and the the assassins now chasing them, you kind of immediately assume, oh, this was a setup. Like somebody set that bomb there, and now they're the they're the witnesses so they have to be killed. So a nefarious actor is. This was no. This was no just uh, spontaneous emergence of the fire twister. Uh, a nefarious actor detonated the tank. So not only do the eco warriors led by Casper Van Deen have to stop the fire twister, they are being framed for the crime of exploding the tank. So they have to solve who sabotaged the tank and created the fire twister to clear their good names.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, That's pretty much what happens. <clears throat> yeah. It is. I did enjoy as I was watching it. It was also very windy as it is want to get here in LA. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, it's fire twister rather.
1: And a, a notable film in yeah. that it was on location. Yeah. It was so on was location in and first, around Los Angeles first
0: on the reality index. Like one of the things that was deeply believable was that, yeah, this is the first time that we have watched a, a made for TV movie shot in the location yeah. that they actually are setting the movie.
1: And it like, Movies that are made for half a billion dollars yeah. don't shoot in Los Angeles. No, they this to- movie was bringing jobs to the people of L.A. and the crew members, the 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 union working members of Los Angeles uh, Hollywood, the, the
0: union of Santa Clarita. This was this was. Yeah, they did shoot at Griffith Observatory. But a I did, lot they of did it. did
1: do a little bit up at Griffith.
0: A lot of the exteriors, if you're familiar with Los Angeles, a lot of the exteriors were more like Santa Clarita, <laughs> out by out by Six Flags-ish. Yeah, they, I mean,
1: they are at Six they Flags. They are at, literally one point at one point at I six did flags. Google, because they're in a neighborhood at one point driving away from the Fire Twister, and they drive past a sign that says Mammoth Lane. I was like, oh, I'll Google that. And that was when I realized it was on location, because yeah. it popped up right there in like Canyon County in Santa yeah. Clarita. And I, I, got, I got onto the Google Street View. I was like, yep, that is absolutely Mammoth Lane, where they shot this movie.
0: Look at that. Yeah we should do like a guided tour of yeah. <laughs> fire twister locations
1: led by Casper Van Deen, Ideally
0: uh, that can we get him to do that? <laughs>
1: I hope so. Can we so. get a
0: double decker bus and take our, our best disaster divas out on <laughs> tour?
1: In our in our wildest dreams, most certainly. Um, I think a, this movie starts off really great. And as far as believability from like a meta standpoint goes from like just a process standpoint, it I love how this movie starts because for a movie working on such a budget, the beginning of this movie is extremely believable because they start on a hill and then they end up like down in some grass flatlands and they're essentially just running in a big circle while they're being chased because it's like, hey man, you got one location, we gotta we gotta maximize this. Like we need to have uh, an attempted, we need to have an attempted act of protest and then we need to have that foiled. And then they need to run away and be pursued by bad guys in the same spot. Yeah. And try to escape that bad guy. And then meet an entirely different person in the plot. And they just, they need to do it all in this. In like a very small vicinity for setup purposes. Yes, in this one clearing. And I, I I felt the constraints of the production yeah. and appreciated them really trying to grow the world for us in that moment, despite the the, the chains that were on them monetarily.
0: Yeah, they they covered a lot of ground <laughs> yeah. um, without covering a lot of ground. Yes. And yes. it was, but I never felt like I was watching the same shot twice, which no. I really appreciate. Like I didn't, there was point po- of order. Oh no. I will
1: say. Yeah. There absolutely is. I have to I have to believe there absolutely is the exact same shot twice in this movie at one point. This movie really loves firefighters. A lot of respect for firefighters. Oh, yeah. So much so that it almost feels like post-9-11-y. And it's like, you know what? We're going to work a tribute in here. Like, this is important yeah. right now. But this is 2015. And there is a scene where once the eco-warriors... Te- I keep wanting to call them eco-terrorists. <laughs> once the eco-warriors have figured out how to stop the fire twister, which we'll get into... They are riding off in a fire engine. Yeah. And Casper Van Deen looks out of the window of the fire engine and he's, like, passing another fire engine and he looks at a firefighter who, like kind of follows his gaze thoughtfully as the trucks pass one another. And then it cuts past to ca- back to Casper. Then it cuts to the firefighter again and plays you the exact same shot of the firefighter holding Casper's gaze and looking at him contemplatively. The exact same one. It was like, that wasn't, there was no variation in that. It is 100% played again. Like rewind it, send it back. I missed that. That's amazing. I, I was like, I, I was looking at it so closely. Yeah because i was like there's no there's not a
2: single iota of difference here. It's just a shot that's so good. You got to see it twice. It's <laughs> yeah. so like, moving. Yeah.
0: It's so moving. They just they're holding their eye contact and you really got to luxuriate. Yeah, yeah the there eye there
1: are there are some in the last third of this movie there are some like intensely held shots on the on the fire on the firefighters. Yeah.
0: Firefighters that never get names that we never really see again <laughs> yeah. who don't particularly fight the fires? No, we don't <laughs> really ever but see that. You're right. Who do give out keys to fire trucks, which i didn't know they have they had yeah. authority to do yeah they really they uh, really do firefighter was just like here take the keys and F- casper's like i'm gonna blow this truck up <laughs> yeah. and he's like cool you go do you yeah yeah and i was just like yeah you know what sure i guess i guess they do just give out the keys to fire trucks and let them drive them as like giant
1: fire truck bombs i i will say my first point of unbelievability in this movie is when it has nothing to do with even the fire twister it's that the eco warriors assemble around this tank yeah and they're going to hang this sign. It says, like, what, plus 1.4 degrees. Like, the earth is on fire. Which, hey, legit. Um, and th- one of the, the young activists, her name is Barbie, which I didn't realize until the last few minutes of this movie. Oh,
0: when you watch it with closed captioning, you realize really fast. Okay, got it. Because it keeps saying, Barbie. Yeah. And you're like, Wait.
1: <laughs> Got is it. the closed captioning mocking her? Yeah. <laughs> and and Barbie's like, oh, this is, you know, we're finally going to make a difference. Like, everyone's going to see this. Like, every the whole city's going to see this. It's going to make a change. And I'm here to tell you guys, that banner is not more than 18 inches, like, tall. Yeah. And it's long. It's probably, like, 20 feet long. But these letters are not that big. You're not going to be able to see that banner if you are down the hill from the tanker, yeah, like, I, like uh, Los Angeles I, will not see this message.
0: It will not make a difference because no, no. one's going to happen to look up and look over at that water tank, which is not <clears throat> visible. No, it's it it, like, shrouded in some trees. They show a shot, and you're like, "Oh, there's nothing around them. There's nothing around that water tanker." Yeah, I, I definitely in that moment I was like, "But that's what the 101 is for." If that's what like it, people it, hang signs on the 101 for far less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: And and commuters will see that. Yeah, if that was the water tower that I think it is, I, I it's it's probably not. But if it's the th- one I think it might be, you have to stand in a specific spot. Yeah. to see what they were about to hang on that on that band on that tower, and not even a a news hop helicopter is not even going to pay attention to that. That will be taken down by park services before anybody even knows it's there. Well,
0: Yeah. And key, like one, most water towers in the area are kind of hidden from view. Cause they're like eyesores. That's just, I mean, yeah. I grew up in the Hills and there were a lot of water towers that if you looked at just the right angle, you'd see them, Yeah. but they're eyesores. So you don't more importantly, this is a covert water tower yeah. holding a super secret high tech substance yeah. that was up until recently stored underground yeah. on private land. This is not going to be visible from any particular access
1: points. Well, it actually, it is part of the plot point that the, they that moved they, that it they to move the it less secure there. facility but because it's, still, it's meant to be vulnerable for the saboteurs. Right,
0: but it's still, it like that part, yes, but it's still not in a space that's going to be like, easily seen from anywhere even though it is yeah more accessible it's not going to be visible from anywhere
1: like their hearts are in the right places but it is absolutely not believable that they that this bit of civil protest would even be written about on twitter so i'm going
0: to put a pin in all that because that ties into my what is this really about oh okay um, but yes, you're right. I agree with you on all those points. It is deeply unbelievable. But I do believe that these idiots would think that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are like...
1: They're really good-natured, idiots. simple people. Yeah. They're yeah.
0: they're sweet but dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, But also, Casper, sweet but dumb but ripped. Always. One of the things that I didn't... That As we always. Didn't, we didn't sum up but... Tom Cruise who? Casper doing his own stunts.
1: <laughs> yeah. At one point, so, okay, this tw- fire twister has hit... This is spoken truly like somebody who has not seen through Starship <laughs> Troopers 4 and is surprised by the fitness level of, I wasn't, of Mr. Van Deen. I wasn't
0: surprised by the fitness level. I was surprised by the practical fitness level. Uh-huh. I don't know that I believe that, like, Chris Pratt is ripped. Yes. I don't know that I believe that Chris Pratt could do what Casper did in this movie. Possible. Which is...
1: Chris Pratt's productions can afford to play somebody that does his own stunts. Yeah. I think Casper's out there largely on his own.
0: Yeah. He's no, he doesn't. He can't handle it. They, he executive produced a movie that was shot on location. (laughs) He cannot afford also a stunt coordinator.
1: Absolutely.
0: So he, they're on, they're in this like residential neighborhood and this little girl's mother has been thrown into a tree by the fire twister. And Casper is going to go rescue her.
1: In what we think is a savage death. Yeah. Because the fire twister has like consumed this neighborhood and they see this little girl emerging from the smoke. And I was genuinely like, wait a minute, did they just like give us an, orphaned girl did they kill like yeah. the tone doesn't really match like dead mom orphaned child at i at mean, that point it, it absolutely did not and, i was not then, expecting the reunion that fast and that, yeah the re- the reunion immediately follows
0: yeah i thought it was gonna be like that we were gonna get to see him soften with her and that like we'd get some orphaned girl time with yeah, casper yeah. and then eventually the mom and the child would be reunited yeah i thought we were dealing like with a tommy volcano situation yeah 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 um but no the mom is like block away in a tree yeah. which also but like fine in a tree let's be clear yeah she is she's making it
1: she, way worse for herself than it is
0: yeah she is she has kind of like been casually draped over a branch yeah um
1: she's just laying across it at like her hip level yeah and doing nothing to write her own body she's just like being distressed yeah
0: she's just upset she's in a tree um
1: which and is where, which is when we see Casper. I think we see Casper. Get into then what you're about to discuss. So then,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm doing all this lead up because Casper then proceeds to decide that he will save her yeah. because he's a former firefighter, he and he climbs the tree, but he climbs the tree basically without using his legs and solely with upper body strength for a good <laughs> portion of climbing that tree, and it's like just such an act of impressive. I was like, what that just. Not, necess- not necessary, <laughs> but appreciated, not even from a thirst level. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had a little thirst going, but I was also <laughs> like, that's just okay, dude, Yeah, like, if you can do it, I would also be showing off that skill set <laughs> at all available opportunities. If I could climb, th- I would never use a staircase or an <clears throat> elevator again. Yeah, I would just be like, oh, where's the nearest pole for me to climb up?
1: <laughs> well, this, this is why boys do pull-ups on everything. I mean, this is, this is it. This is it. This, we found it. Oh. Like why they just, if there is a, if there is a horizontal firm structure <laughs> boys have to do pull-ups on it
0: is that what having upper body strength is just like you just show it off all the time
1: i, I think that in a it's rude <laughs> i think that in a a set of a set of strange social factors i don't understand <laughs> But yeah. yes you know when when one can i suppose one will um and yeah and that it's up in that tree that we get an example of this movie's surprising sense of humor so weird because casper genuine as ever is gonna save this woman and like girl crying down on the street is like my my mom my mom baby my baby and like mom is yelling the my baby yelling my baby it's very intentionally misleading because there's a stroller up in the trees too and so casper's gonna go to save the baby in the stroller and he pulls down the stroller from the tree, it falls, but he's, you think like, oh my God, the baby's going to fall. I was like, oh, well, definitely someone will catch it on the ground. Oh, well, turns out it's just a toy baby. but
0: and, Which he catches by the foot, which yeah. would absolutely rip that foot straight <laughs> he, off of a baby.
1: I mean, better that than a soft skull to the pavement. I... I- is uh, You cannot say is it. We're Cas- talking dead Casper baby versus gonna like end up broken leg baby. holding a baby foot while the rest of the baby goes the plummeting. The baby's leg is not going to detach it's from the body. He's not it shaking might. the baby like, It might just violently. rip clean off
0: the body like a drumstick. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what happens to baby legs. I can't say I do. I genuinely like. I was like, nothing good is going to happen right this now. Is, what this is, is
1: definitely hap- somebody who has your approach to food safety, thinking <laughs> that baby appendages <laughs> just pop off <laughs> like this was, like this was a doll. <laughs> yes. This is a, this is somebody who has a very overly cautious approach to food safety. Who's going to tell one of our dear friends Sarah that? Be careful! You're just going to pull your baby's arms and legs off if you're too rough. That's what Amanda's going to do. I think you have Sarah's baby,
0: and she was like, "You don't have to hold it like that," and I was like, "But I." i'm
1: <laughs> so scared <laughs> and now we know jason that amanda was literally afraid she was gonna pop the baby's head off it separate was a shoulder i so that scared i was gonna do something wrong
0: and the neck was gonna fall off
2: here's the thing about babies
0: <laughs> i just babies... clear i'm not crying no, right now no, this i'm is just laughing very hard <laughs>
2: Babies are so soft and malleable. You, can, no. I mean, you can, you can you can punt them and they'll be fine. Like, you can do whatever Amanda you want. with Amanda's just a baby. been thinking
1: they're so rigid and, det- and just, detachable. Yeah. no, it's their squishiness <laughs> that scares
0: me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like, I used to say that to so, the her
1: They're so squishy. They're so squishy. <laughs> they're so squishy. <laughs> and their skin, really, just like paper, apparently. I just, <laughs> just like everything can just, just fly right off. For <laughs> any know. time. At any time. So less so in the um, believability index of Amanda's life, I think we found an error. <laughs> yeah. This, this is a real glaring. Yeah, the issue reality on the index writers. of Amanda's life is a bit skewed yeah, I, in the in the uh, sturdiness of babies Viewing this. There's I don't a lot believe of it. things I know about and I just <laughs> most of the things that
0: I don't know about are basic things for me to function <laughs> as a wandering Jew. Like <laughs> you've
1: accumulated knowledge.
0: I've accumulated knowledge through my travels. <laughs> And if you want me to give you information about like, hey, what's this rock? Uh-huh. Where did it come from? <laughs> Tell me something random about baseball. Where can I find
2: ribs in the middle of the desert? <laughs> yeah, where?
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> Talk to me about pop culture things from the years 1994 yeah. to 2019. Yeah,
1: specifically.
0: Great. I'm in.
1: How long is chicken good for if you leave it out on a counter? I don't know. How, how, what does Google say? How little pressure must be applied to the legs of babies <laughs> to get them to come off? <laughs> Minimal minimal Very
2: excuse me low. that
1: would have been a lot of
0: force that baby wasn't just falling that baby was being catapulted
1: <laughs> but the baby the baby was not real the baby, the baby, the baby was, was a, was fake a toy baby. which and the so mom and could then of Ev- clarify yeah the mom totally the mom totally screwed him on that one but it provides us this great moment of levity where his whole team's kind of like laughing and joshing with him and this movie and you're laughing at him in a corny moment in that way but this movie does have surprising moments of humor particularly my favorite running gag yeah in the movie there is The two main assassins, there's, like, this overly hard-ass woman who's just, like, decided, like, watched Michelle Rodriguez in a lot of movies and decided that's gonna be her thing, but she's no Michelle Rodriguez, and then her semi-hapless, like, sub, who is her, like, second-in-command... And there are two occasions on which she pulls a cell phone from the back of his body armor because she clearly refuses to carry one herself. Yeah. And she gets like directs and she doesn't want hangs up on the person, throws the phone on the ground and just fucking shoots it. She shoots it the first time. And you're like, what was that? (laughs) Because it's the first call you see her take from like her evil boss guy. And you're like, this was the first conversation. Yeah. She really escalated that. Well, then we see her do it again later on. Clearly, they keep many phones on hand. Because yeah, they she have multiple. Yeah, because she shoots. She gets another call. She doesn't like hangs with the phone, throws it on the ground and shoots it. And the guy who holds the phones just looks at the other assassins and goes, she's got a thing about phones. I love that <laughs> line so much. Thank God. Thank God we have put that moment on the table where it needs to be. It's so, it was so great. And they were like, they were believably bad assassins. I kind of like that also yeah. that the, the, it turns out that because the, we should inform you that the tank is filled with a substance. I'm so glad you write
0: down these things. Cause I know I'm just like, yeah, it's filled with helium. Something, something. Sure.
1: Yeah. The <laughs> like tank it's is filled, with, the filled stuff. with a substance. I know I wrote it down. I'll find it at some point. Uh, It's, I, 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 oh, MT-11. The fuel is called MT-11. Sure. And it is, it was kept in the tanker that's, it was normally kept under like ground in a military secure facility, but it was moved to the tanker up in Griffith Park for the purposes of being sabotaged. And the thing about MT-11 is, uh, When our eco-warriors are running around Griffith Park in the beginning away trying to get away from the assassins, they literally bump into this guy named Anthony who saw the explosion. And apparently he knows what's in the tank and he heard about this explosion. He's going to go probably check on this thing like, oh, my God, I know it's in the tank. I got to go see what's wrong. He gets in the car with them because they're going to escape the assassins, and he explains to them that it is a new revolutionary type of fuel called MT11 that he has spent the last five years of his life working on. And it. it is a smart fuel that adapts to the needs of every engine individually. As the fuel circulates through the engine, it is may, It is a hydrogen-based synthetic. It burns 10 times longer than normal fuel, so it would be much more efficient. It'll last longer than normal gas. Uh, its only emission is water, so it's carbon neutral. And it adjusts its combustive capacity to maximize efficiency. That's the big deal stuff made by this company, Synco, <laughs> that Anthony is working for. And it turns out we might as well just tell tell you this right now. SYNCO is being run by a formal oil, formal oil, former, uh, former oil former oil executive. former oil executive who says, of course, to Cinco that he's going there because he's going to take his industry savvy to like take this company to the top, and they're going to obliterate the fossil fuel industry with this new fancy tech. Well, what he's actually doing is committing corporate espionage because he's. Double agenting at Cinco, getting intelligence for his big oil buddies who are going to be paying him a lot of money to sabotage Cinco and their new revolutionary fuel so that big oil is not threatened by it. Is Is it a
0: lot of ah. money, Jordan?
1: Is it a lot that of money, though? Ex- it, it is not. It is not a lot of money. Guys. It is not a lot of money. This man... And that's this, I think this touch, this actually circles back perfectly to why it would be believable that the assassins it's all, are bad. It's all
0: done on the cheap guys. Yeah, the this assassins are bad
1: because these assassins are being hired by a former oil executive who's committing corporate espionage for eight point five million dollars yeah in we 2015 see, yeah we see the bank transfer made by his old oil cronies we see it on the screen and he's done this yeah. for eight point five million dollars these are bargain basement hitmen <laughs> they would be that fucking stupid yeah they, they no, would these are be that bad a
0: that was the thing with the, with the assassins the whole time. I was like, I believe that they are really bad at their jobs, but I also fully believe that they really care about their job.
1: Yes, they were bad at it. These but are the, they this were is their only it. shot. Yeah, this is what they've got. They've I want been cut off every team they've ever been
0: on. <laughs> I want an A team style movie about about V leading her team of fellow terrible assassins. Yeah,
1: who's one good play-zo. shooting at least four more phones.
0: Oh yeah, which and the whole time they've got like these big machine guns that can't actually manage to do anything right and like no. can't shoot a full-on minivan no nope. can't do anything can't stop this team of like hapless losers the,
1: they, this is two maybe uh, most uh, presumably early 20 somethings but could be mistaken for late teenagers yeah. the two young eco warriors and then there's casper van Deen, former firefighter and then there's like rogue professor Dr. Clara yeah Dr. Clara who who's like the climate change activist who's kind of the ringleader of this bunch these people are not no. these are not intelligence officers these are not retired Navy SEALs they're not they're not going up against Jason Bourne here no this is not like oh my I was just about to say something I'm not allowed to say about a movie that's not out yet these <laughs> are these are not a thing I was just going to describe but like if you're not going to I'll go with your next. It's not like the final girl here is like she was trained on a survivalist compound. And then when the people come for her, she's ready to fucking waste all of them because her entire life's work has been about survival and being conditioned in extreme circumstances. Oh, my God. That's amazing. These are a series of morons. Yeah. Well-meaning, climate activist morons.
0: Yeah. More like the kind of geniuses who, again, think they're going to change the world by hanging a happy birthday banner off (laughs) of-
1: an oil tanker, no yes. one can see. And so it, it honestly makes it feel more authentic that yeah. everyone's kind of bad at their jobs. <laughs> like everybody's office, bad at their the jobs. This is the
0: office of.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're we are, we, are, we are confessionals into the camera away from this being Parks and Rec, <laughs> the Pawnee Parks Department <laughs> of eco warriors and yeah. and terrorists. No,
0: they're real. They're which all which makes it so fun. They're all really bad at their jobs, but they try. <clears throat>
1: they're great, all trying again. Another like great procedural, uh, believable thing about this is this movie. Me and you discussed previously, Amanda, has terrible visual effects. Yeah, but gives us so many of them. Oh, it's it was like a you know feast. what? You came here for a disaster. We are going to give you that disaster, and it's going to look. Like, clip art. At one point, it's just so clearly people running in front of a green screen when Six Flags is meant collapsing. I was going to say, it's the Six Flags sequence. But it, I, don't even, I didn't care because no. they were so committed to giving us Fire Twister destruction, and I really appreciated that from them. I absolutely loved the
0: sequence uh, when the two women are on the roller coaster. And, and they, they totally died. They not just died, that roller coaster... Flies through the air as yeah. the fire twister goes up the tracks, yep. and then it just gets thrown through the. It was such a wonder. It was like, yeah, you know what? If you were gonna set this in a, if you're gonna set a scene piece in, in an amusement park, yeah. give me that. Yeah. And they gave me. They're like, we know what you want. Yeah, you want more cowbell, and I was like, you are <laughs> correct. <laughs> it was the more cowbell of sequences. I, uh, I mean, I also there was one moment when they when it gets to downtown. Oh, yeah. and you're in like. One of the office towers, and I genuinely thought they had just a picture framed on the wall <laughs> of the U.S. bank tower. Yeah, yeah. And then it turned out that it was actually... And then the fire twister goes by, and I was like, oh, no, that's just a photograph that you guys were going to use as a mat backing. <laughs> and you're just going to use... Okay, there's no cars moving. There is nothing that could make it potentially look real.
1: Yeah. And we get, and they we, did not care. We get a couple wide shots of the destruction of, of downtown Los Angeles, and they give us, like... They invent full buildings yeah. to have collapse, which was really nice. It, th- what this movie did is what Megafault should have done. Yes. Like this is this is such an example of why Megafault failed. Mm. Because just keep giving us the destruction. It yeah. doesn't necessarily have to look good. We know what we're here for. And so they I thought they did a great job of like, you know what? We're not gonna hint at the fire twister. What I, what a, a a point of unbelievability. No, everybody kept losing track of the fire twister. That absolutely no, impossible. Just
0: that caravan full of idiots kept losing. It, tra- because absolutely. I mean, the, the assassins, assassins, assassins kept losing track of it too. No, the assassins. Because I write, I wrote in my notes, how are they unable to find the giant pillar of fire? <laughs> yeah. And then the next scene That's is the assassins like going, "Where are they?" Hundred miles
1: an hour. Like it would be pretty easy to track it's the fire huge, twister. It's huge and it's tall and it's on fire. And its its scale does keep shifting. Yeah. Perpetually throughout the movie. But regardless, it is still a pillar of fire. Yeah, and it's also not
0: like it's disappearing and then reappearing places. Yeah. It's not like yeah. the tornadoes in it Twister does, yeah, where it they dissipate. are like,
1: it's not a series of, it's one singular Tornado Because the fuel Is burns 10 times longer Than normal fuel yeah. If it's going to Burn itself out It's actually going to Take forever to do that Because this is burning MT-11 Right Which is why it keeps burning and Which and is why we know It doesn't keep disappearing
0: Yeah so it doesn't Keep disappearing So it's not like This is something where it's like Where did it go I can't find it yeah. Where's it going to reappear No it's just like Going on a path Yeah yeah And so all you have to do Is keep looking at The direction it last was in And it's probably In one of those directions <laughs>
1: uh, If like a cardinal one If it yeah. was moving west it's. Just check one of the directions. Go west,
0: um, or look for the path of destruction that it's left behind. And it. this it's is not hard. This is but definitely the a situation. car full of assassins. Yeah, they do. So they're like, where is it? And the woman says, and V says, <laughs> just look for or where they're trying to find where the 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 idiots are. Right and the the eco warriors they're like well look for she's and she's like just look for the twister and he goes where is it and she goes just look for the big orange thing in the sky
1: (laughs) great point v absolutely good
0: reasoning there yes but they could not do that oh my favorite of the (laughs) like when you guys can't find things the entire weird subsection (laughs) involving the um
1: The redneck preacher. Oh my God! There is an you guys. There is an incredible interjection in this movie where they are like, our heroes are driving to find the fire twister and they happen upon a mom and, an adult child praying in the street. And as soon, and they're like blocking the way as soon as the eco warriors get out of the car. I was, I knew it. Like, yeah, e- oh, yeah, answer, I, knew, I was like, knew, Oh, they was praying. a setup. They're right fucking there. praying. Yeah. These are, Oh my God. We have immediately incorporated like seventh day Adventists. We have immediately incorporated death cult Christians. It was so after great. This fire twister has been active for probably an hour. And these people are already fire twister worshiping evangelical zealots who are like the fire will cleanse us and we will be spared but you will burn so you're not going to get past us because we're going to be fine but we can't let you go anywhere because we want to watch you burn the cleansing fire no
0: they're like we want to take your car they were carjacking (laughs) they were
1: they were carjacking born again yes it was (laughs) it was amazing yeah and then they're like Casper's like, you need to get out of here. They're like, no, you need to get out of here. Like, you know, no, we need to get out of here. You you, fuck you guys. We are the chosen. And then, like, evangelical redneck dad comes into the frame with a gun and he's threatening people. And this movie had some of my favorite deaths outside of stonadoes. Oh, yeah. Because then (laughs) a piece of debris, presumably from the great wind, the selective great wind coming off of the tornado, plunges a stake through this man's chest. And he dies bleeding and screaming in the middle of the street when his wife and son realize that, oh, shit, they are not indeed going to be chosen. And they just like collapse into the street screaming.
0: I, I really enjoyed this like brief parable that they just threw right into the middle Incredible. of the movie.
1: Just, I was like, wow, this movie is anti-fundamentalist. Yeah. I didn't
0: know that about Casper. Great yeah. to know. And yeah, it's also like. As feminist as it could be. Yeah. This was a weird, like as non, as casually non-progressive as a Kevin Sorbo film can be.
1: Exactly. This This was the antithesis.
0: Yeah. This was like shockingly casually progressive. Yeah. Um, I was really worried in the beginning. So
1: Jason, one must always be worried about this level of disaster. Well,
0: So I don't know if you had the same concern I had when Jason, so they're the two younger um, kind of idealists. There's Jason
1: who is sort of this whole through the whole thing? This cowardly sort of coward. slimeball who's who's flirting with Barbie the whole and time, and he's flirting with Barbie to and her he's credit, sexually she's harassing. She's never gonna let him get it. Yeah, no, he's right. like just
0: kind of casually sexually harassing Barbie and just being weird and gross and like very clearly this is an ongoing thing where he's constantly just on her about. Constant. Constant. And this is, keep in mind, a group, as far as we know, of four people. <laughs> yeah. So if she's like, Jason, leave me alone, piss off. Yeah. Now their eco-warriors are down to
1: three, yeah. and it's her fault. And she can't go stand over and hang out with the other group. Yeah, because it's the just group.
0: the four of them. And so Jason's really taking advantage of the situation. And <laughs> I was like, please, by the end of this, don't let her have come around I was to so him. worried. That, I was that so was You that was were worried about worried. that, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was I like, was worried. Oh it was my a stonado God. situation where yep. eventually makeup-wearing cop sister
1: ends up <laughs> yeah. with
0: slimy weather yeah. guy.
1: slimy weather guy who's been, like, creeping on her for I was so worried decades. about that.
0: But it does not because no. what we end up finding out instead is one of my favorite little heel turn moments. Oh, yeah. The reason that it makes no sense that they would choose this water tower yeah. is because Jason has said this is a great water tower to choose because he was on the take for presumably $50. Yeah. <laughs>
1: for yeah we can be certain it was a minuscule amount of money yeah to totally sell out your friends yeah and he the girl sold them that out you have a thing for
0: sold them out for nothing yeah um and we find this out basically because when they finally get cornered by in a really in a moment of cleverness on the point of the assassins
1: <laughs> to the point where i was like yeah they did they did they, they maybe they, this
0: was on accident so yeah. the, the 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 eco warriors stop because they've come across in the road
1: a car accident and, and they're like bodies, people are visibly unconscious. Like, yeah. And they know that, that, that Casper can't stop yeah, himself Scott's from saving people. a total Boy Scout. Which like,
0: and, and Jason is like, Leave them alone. Just leave them. And I'm saying they're going. Ca- just call 911 and keep going. What are you going to do? <laughs> You're a wanted. Casper is at this point a wanted man. Yeah, Everyone totally. thinks he's a full-on terrorist. It's yeah. been reported on the news. They're
1: they're like because there was very intentionally security cameras are pointed at this tank. Yeah, so it was a setup. The Eco Warriors were set up from the start. So the tank would blow up, and then the company, Could the crooked them. head of Cinco would distribute the security footage, being like, "Look who blew up the tank." Yeah. So yes, as you say, they are wanted people. Wanted people. They are wanted people. Fe-
0: he is a fireman, but like they have no way to take these people. There's no, no. triage. They've no. got nothing. What are you gonna do? Just call 911, Casper. Yeah. Just call nine one one. He does not. And he goes over and runs over and immediately moves the bodies, which you should not which you do You shouldn't do. You should never do that. Um and he moves the body and the guy like basically pulls a gun on him because surprise, they're the bad assassins. Yeah,
1: they've been playing possum.
0: Uh, my headcanon is that they accidentally got in a car accident. <laughs> Let's make the best of it. And then they were like, well, we're stuck here. I guess we should just do this. I do not believe that they intentionally were like.
1: Co- I think that's totally right. Yeah.
0: No, they, I, assuming that
1: two of those guys were Huey and Louie. Yeah. Which, character's she's not kidding. Names, they are summoned as call Huey and Louie yes and I was like oh that must be their silly nickname for them because they're like idiots no and no, they're, I think they're just Huey and Louie
0: I fully believe that they are called Huey and Louie yeah. and that's just what it is um, or it is their code names mm-hmm. like this isn't it's not their nicknames it's their code right. names Right. it's like there's
1: V there's Huey and Louie I, I, okay. mean,
0: I wanted V to be turn out that her code
1: name was like Daisy Duck yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um and but, but yeah so like once they once they apprehend our kind-hearted eco yeah. warriors they like run them into an office building for some reason where they're gonna kill them but because that's when they everyone out-Jason. dies in
0: an office park <laughs> yes
1: that is when they out Jason as the double agent yeah and then in a in a, in a crisis of conscience Jason. Gets a gun somehow out of one of the large guys' hands. Somehow
0: they're bad at being assassins. You're right. They're bad at being
1: assassins. So that totally makes sense, actually. He gets the gun out of one of their hands and he's like, go, run, run. I'm sorry. Go, tell my mom I love her. And then in another just surprising turn, they just fucking beat jason to death one of them has pulled out a hook a hook one, yeah because oh yeah because we have they have to make it in look the like marauders yes v has instructions to make it look messy as if they could do anything clean <laughs> so they yeah one guy pulls out a crowbar it's like okay that's believable but the guy right before him pulls out a giant meat hook from yeah. like his pant leg <laughs> like it is huge it is so big. And you're just like, oh my God. So you know, Jason's left behind with guy with a crowbar and guy with a meat hook. That guy got fucking dismembered in there. Which, dark turn. Oh yeah. No, the dark deaths, turn. The deaths in this, everyone, no one dies the easy way. No.
0: In this. I mean, between that and then reporter... So extraneous reporter.
1: There are two extraneous reporters who I actually ended up loving. Yeah. There's one guy broadcast reporter who is like really enthusiastic on air and really gullible. Yeah. And then there's intrepid lady reporter yeah. who gets like a tip off about Cinco being crooked and she's going to go investigate it. And we end up spending more airtime with them than you would assume. You think it's just going to be, oh, they're the question and answer pool outside of Cinco. Yeah. Why was this in this tank? What do you think you were doing? No questions at this time. But then like they continue to be part of the story, particularly intrepid reporter girl.
0: Yeah. Intrepid reporter gets an entire subplot that you never really pays off and you keep it expecting it to converge with eco terrorists yeah. and it does not she and just to gets to her credit
1: i will say i was really impressed by her when she's breaking into Cinco. yeah she takes the compact out of her purse great idea. and catches a reflection of the sun in the mirror and directs it at the camera i mean, to blur out the camera are, are like, you
0: also going to use this trick because i immediately was like yeah trick. i was like this is
1: extremely a good idea yeah. i was really and it felt like it felt like a manageable good idea she didn't like have to hardwire something she didn't scale a pole to like cut a wire she just she just had this really good idea on the spot to obscure the vision of this camera
0: I, it's i think it's something she's done multiple times and i respect it you're right
1: yeah this isn't the first time she's broken into a facility but it is the last it is
0: the last <laughs> because she does manage to get into the facility where they, the- where
1: everybody has been instructed to shred everything sub like cr- like espionage oil man has directed everybody in the building to shred fucking everything. Mm-hmm. And she walks into in the middle of this chaos.
0: And she ends up the, his right hand man ends up having like a change of heart about the whole situation. It yeah. helps her break into the, into, um, I think it was, was it Garber or Garner's office. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Who, I forget the espionage man's name.
0: I, I think it was Garber or I think it was Garner. Cause I remember being like thinking Victor Garber and oh, okay. confusing that with Garner. <laughs> um, and so he, she, breaks into his office, and then he comes back. Yes. And proceeds to pull out a golf club and give a lovely bit of
1: exposition about golf. Yeah, he's like, do you know why men play golf? And she's like, handled it great. She's like, being sassy. Um, You're thinking it's just going to be some banter, and then maybe she'll get like tied up or apprehended. There is a great moment. Well, before yours about her clever line yeah, but she before is, that when he she
0: he says do you know much about golf and she says that's not really my thing and he says that makes sense. You don't look like a lesbian. You don't look Ugh. like
1: a lesbian. It was such a
0: randomly off-handed bit of misogyny. Oh yeah, it was just like, oh okay, we're yeah, just, that's what we're doing. You don't look like a lesbian. I almost feel like that was improvised. I don't want to like cast aspersions on the actors, but I feel like that was an improvised line because it's so out of <clears throat> keeping with the rest of the dialogue in this movie.
1: Yeah, there there aren't little uh, like bigoted jabs like that throughout the movie. Like no one makes fun of Casper for like being queer or a sissy or something like that for being fired from like being a fireman like there aren't things so it is it is very out of left field and to the credit of the movie it is reserved for the, the king villain yeah and so he gives this whole absurd speech to her about why men like to play golf and she at the end of it gives him a great rejoinder and she's like, oh, so it's not just about like men's fascination with meaningless statistics. It was a great line. And I was like, wow, there it is. <laughs> calling out every reply guy you've ever had on Twitter. Yeah. Way to go, sister friend reporter. Yeah. Really, really appreciated that. I was like, wow, they do love meaningless statistics. Trolls. Good one. But this whole time he's been swinging a golf club. Yeah decoratively in front of her and i'm thinking he's gonna hit her knock her unconscious well he takes a full fucking swing and like uppercuts her and then proceeds to stand over her body and beat her to death yeah with an iron like blood spatter shoots at the camera and you're like oh this okay so this is one of those other moments in this movie where you're gonna interject a heinously brutal death yeah i liked her she was very likable. I don't like to leave her body behind. Yeah. Then just, then the assistant who kind of slightly betrayed him to get her access to the office comes in. And for some reason he doesn't kill him.
0: No, he just threatens him. But you know why? The patriarchy. And he's like, it is,
1: it is. That's what it has to be because he's just, cause he, he kills the reporter, but he tells this guy who definitely knows everything yeah. that's going on. He's like, you never saw me. Forget everything you heard. Forget everything I told you. Forget, forget who I am. It's like, yeah, that should cover it. Yeah, that he he hasn't had any crisis of conscience before. <laughs> yeah, It'll yeah. be fine. He won't turn you in
0: for this. That you just killed, I think, his friend. Quick question, Jason. How long have we been recording?
2: Forty six minutes.
0: I just now realized that my headphones have not been plugged in for the entirety of this.
2: When did they get unplugged? I definitely. You plugged never them in. plugged them in. I plugged them yeah, in. But
1: what's a testament but it's to it's been Jordan's volume? Right? That I never did not notice. Oh, so, but you've been being recorded fine. You just couldn't. Yeah. Oh, plugged okay. it's a testament. Her
0: headphones in. It's a testament to your volume that there was never a moment where I was like, Jordan seems far away. <laughs> I have headphones on and I can't hear anything. It was finally, I was like, it's weird why this podcast has sounded so different than most other podcasts. And then I just, as you're doing, explaining what was happening in that scene, I don't know if you saw me just slowly pull the cord up. <laughs> I didn't
1: even notice that. I no. was
0: slowly trying to pull the cord up to figure out what was happening. And then I finally hold it up and I was like, and that's the end of the chord, but
1: we've been recording. Everything's recorded just oh, fine. Yeah, yeah. Everything's no, great. everything's okay. fine.
0: I just wanted to share that, like, great. That is just how well your voice carries. Yes, that yes. No, you were no... in my ears despite having full
1: on <laughs> headphones on, full cans on. Yeah, no. Um, so then, Ugh. so I, I would, I would like to like. I've mentioned a number. I feel like of unbelievable things in this, but when you're watching it, it all kind of fits in context. But I will say, this one thing I thought was the only. They do this twice, and I think it's the stupidest thing they do in the movie, where they do not remove themselves from danger to a sufficient distance. Never. Like, when they're in the neighborhood where they rescue the little girl and her mom from the tree, when they get into that neighborhood, they're in this Jeep Cherokee, and they're trying to outrun the Twister, and they get to, like, the end of a cul-de-sac, and so Casper's like, run... So they run out of the car before they know, because we learn later, shortly after this, that the Twister is apparently attracted to heat because it's trying to absorb more energy and get bigger. So it's following the warm car, even though there are definitely more than that warm car in the Los Angeles area. Just the one warm car. Just the one warm car. It's just following the eco-warriors. And so the Twister's getting close. So Casper tells them to get out of the car and run. They run no more than 20 feet from the car and just lay on the ground and cover their heads. They run straight also.
0: Yeah. Like they're just like, well, the twister seems to be going in a straight fashion, but instead of going in
1: any right angle or running to the right and then behind. Yeah. They don't, they just run a little ahead of the car and lay down and the fire twister eats the car in no way harms them and then moves on to like destroy other houses. It was like, okay. All you had to do was run further. Yeah. Like there I'm I'm not saying you needed a whole other setup in another location, but that's fucking crazy.
0: It runs they all you had to do is run further because apparently the winds of this fire don't extend past. No. That can lift up a full car. Yeah. But you don't extend past.
1: They the do car. not. There is a like five foot halo around the fire twister where the wind is actually effective. Yeah. Once you get beyond that, it doesn't it doesn't touch you at all, it seems. So it, they do that. They they run an unreasonably close distance from the car. And then later on, when they figure out that, of course, because this is a disaster movie, the oh. way to fix the natural disaster is to blow it up. You just have to have a bigger fucking combustion yeah. than the disaster, and you will win. If you blow it up, it fixes it. Yeah, or- you can blow up Jupiter. You can blow up a fire twister.
0: Or as they say, Let's give this bitch a warm welcome.
1: Let's give this bitch a warm. I think Bart was Barbie say that or oh, Dr. Doc-
0: no, it, the the full quote is Dr. Car- Dr. Carla saying, "Okay Barbie, let's give this bitch a warm welcome." <laughs>
1: They really kick into badass ladies oh, mode in the last. They throw 30's some movie. harnesses on their legs,
0: and suddenly they are fully ready. Yeah, to, they're like,
1: they're they're army rangers, man. They
0: are Sigourney Weaver yeah. yelling, "Get away from, get away from her, you bitch!" At yeah, the end of that yeah. is
1: hundred percent what happened. The transformation is swift and wonderful. It was great, but they they learn. Sadly, Anthony, the fuel specialist, fuel designer has a hunch that if you blow up the the twister, it'll stop because it's not going to burn itself out. So he rigs a car up to basically be a bomb and he's going to throw himself into it to sacrifice himself. And they're like, don't do it. You can't do it. Stop. It's not worth it. But Anthony throws him, he drives himself into the middle, middle of the fire twister. It looks like it's going to dissipate, but it doesn't. So with 20 to 25 minutes left in this movie, Anthony, who we have spent time with and come to know a bit just kills himself in vain. Yeah. Like, all he had to do was tell them, I think this is how we're going to do it. And they could have arrived at the ultimate plan that they executed at the end of the movie, but instead, Anthony kills himself Yeah, to no end.
0: Well, as we've learned from this whole team, communication is no one's strong suit. (laughs) Because at any point in this, I feel like Casper could have called his fire buddies and been like, hey, heads up. It's attracted to heat, yeah, or hey, this is what we're no no communication until the end when Casper's like,
1: I need a truck yeah
0: because he is I'm gonna, gonna fill, fill it with gasoline. yeah.
1: like once they know they have to blow it up, Casper's plan once Anthony dies, <laughs> yeah, is like, all right, we just need a bigger bomb then. um so they get a fire engine because you can just get one of those fire truck they the firemen have a, a large stash of military grade C four yeah that they just they give to Casper. And so Casper outfits the truck with these explosives and they're going to fill a water tank in it with a thousand gallons of fuel. And the the fire chief tells Casper, like, he's like, you're going to be sitting on a small nuke with that. Like, there's no way you're going to be going to be able to get out of the way of the blast radius if you drive this thing into the middle of the fire twister. So that is when our heroes equip this truck and they're going to they're like, you know, what we're going to fucking do we are gonna bait this twister with our fire truck, and we're gonna drive it into Simcoe, and we're gonna like blow those bastards up, which they don't ultimately do; they just blow up a field. Yeah, they don't blow up Simco, and but they get to like the grounds at Simcoe. They've outfitted their bomb truck, and you have they're gonna bait it. I love this. This is when they they decide that they're gonna they're gonna get this bitch. They rig up the fire hoses on the truck to shoot gas. Oh, it's great. And so they light the gas, fl- they light the gas streams and are just flame throwing. Barbie and Clara are shooting flamethrowers off the top of the fire truck. So the fire twister follows them. Mm-hmm. And then once they get far enough out of town, they're going to blow this thing up. Well, they get to where they're going to do this thing. And similarly to not running nearly far enough away from the Jeep, The girls bail out and they just go run over a berm, basically, like not far at all from where the truck is eventually going to explode. And Casper, you know, rigs the gas pedal to send it straight into the fire twister. And he only runs back and joins Barbie and them like maybe 50 yards away. And if this is indeed a small equivalent of a small nuke in its power, this should have left a crater the size of the entire office park. Yeah. But it is mostly just a crack in the ground. This yeah. would have vaporized them. It should have vaporized. I was waiting
0: for, um, so the the bad guy oil executive at this point is like trying to escape. Yes. And his, his helicopter won't land, uh, with good reason. There's a fire twister. Yes. Um, and he is trying to escape. So then he's like, I'm going to hop on the back of this fire truck because yeah. that seems safe. Yeah. <laughs> and then he realizes the fire truck is driving toward the twister and not away from it. Mm-hmm. And so he's just kind of standing there and he watches as it drives in. He's
1: just standing.
0: He's standing, just staring, watching the, which like reasonable. I would also stand there and stare if I saw like a fire truck driving directly into a (laughs) fire twister. I'd be like, what is that? If you were a person
1: trying to get away from a place, maybe you wouldn't. As just a bystander, perhaps.
0: I think that would definitely take a second for you to be like, none of that makes sense. (laughs) Uh, But he's standing there and I thought we were going to get to see him get like blown
1: apart by the explosion. I did too. We did not get that little, like, denouement. Yeah, no. But we then got another surprisingly savage resolution to a character because the truck blows up and sends a piece of debris. No, it was a full-on fucking fire axe. It was, oh God, you're right, you're right, you're right. It was an axe. It blows a fire axe clear backwards behind the truck that just slings through the air, spinning and lands right in the chest of the crooked murderous executive just right in the chest. Uh, I
0: mean it was it was like watching when hipsters go uh, axe throwing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was that
0: sort of a catapulting through the air solidly landing in his chest. It
1: really like the it the it, fact it, it the thunked. the fact that the the way the details of the deaths are so surprising makes characters dying that you even more of a a novelty which is nice it's like oh well you have to have casualties in a disaster movie and it does them in such like specifically gruesome ways that you're like that felt fresh and surprising the guy who drowns because the fire twister stalls out over his pool yeah oh god yeah that was
0: a long time we spent with that poor actor (laughs) that poor guy had to spend a lot for his he
1: didn't even get like lines on screen he didn't get SAG credit for that I was gonna say and without lines that changes your pay scale and everything and he had to drown (laughs) possibly
0: for real Casper might have in addition to killing all those sharks in (laughs) shark attack he might have just killed an extra we don't know yeah we don't know until he comes on the podcast and clarifies we won't (laughs) know these
1: things for sure (laughs) come clear your good name Casper he hasn't replied
0: to my to my tweet asking him about if he actually had to cut sharks open.
1: So.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it, there are some really good, brutal deaths, which yeah. is why the mom not dying in that tree in retrospect, in is surprising. retrospect,
1: at the time it was surprising looking back on it at the time. It was going to be surprising that she died. Looking back at surprising,
0: she did not. I mean, she should have been fully impaled on a tree limb.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then him and then Casper and Clara and that would have baby, adopted the child. Yeah, and that baby and would child. have been a
0: baby in the carriage. And he would have just had that baby fall to the pavement while he held its dangling leg. I Because l- the leg got ripped the, 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 sheer the, the, off like yeah, a very, drumstick. Yeah,
1: like it chapter one style, just holding yeah. a, a shoddily dismembered baby limb. See, it happens. Like, like Pennywise would do. Um, Oh, and I'm forgetting. I feel like we just have to touch on the fact that the once the uh, eco warriors are driving the truck into the uh, Sinco grounds, they're having a final standoff with the assassins. Somehow the assassins lose track of the fire twister. The truck gets past them, even though like a hail of bullets comes down at it. They get like the truck gets past the assassins and then basically they turn around and the fire twister is upon Mm -hmm. them and they all die. And we see a great shot of V getting sucked into the twister backwards and like shooting her gun. Do you know what her last line is? Tell us.
0: Die, you hippie bum.
1: Die, you hippie bum.
0: What a great Brilliant. line. Yes.
2: Okay, boomer. It has- <laughs> ah, I did it. Yay, meme. Okay, boomer.
0: It has nothing to do with anything. We have not seen V having any sort of feelings about hippies either way. No. To our knowledge, that is not a hippie twister. <laughs> yeah. And yet, that is... that. You know what? That's Those are going to... Put those as anyone's last words, and they're good last words.
1: I love so much that... Casper has a brief exchange on the phone with V at one point where she does tell him, quote, in the spirit of full disclosure, I kill people for a living. <laughs> V's character was through and through so consistent. Yeah. That actress picked her note. And yeah. And she kept playing it. And I, I respect that from her. And also, uh, I forget the circumstances under which Casper, he was set up there was a situation where oh, he was set up in the the first time with the fire. Like, yeah, he was set up for take the fall for like, he saved six people, but was set up to take the fall for some like fire catastrophe in like Wyoming. Yeah. He was, I don't know why the Cal- Southern California firefighters were in Wyoming. Sometimes
0: we send firefighters to other places when there's like a major fire. Okay. Yeah.
1: And must've been major. And um, then, so he was kicked off the fire department, which is how he fell into eco being an eco warrior. Yeah. And then of course, by the end of the movie, because he saved, los angeles he gets to go back on the force that
0: moment when he like stoically puts on the fire helmet yes and really like considers it he really does that was his that was an oscar real moment right there. <laughs> yeah. he really like there's this moment he like looks at it it's been sitting on the seat next to him and he like stares at it yeah, and he's really been wanting to it. put it
1: on so yeah. badly
0: and then he puts it on and he just goes forward and you're just like that's it's a great moment because it's so outsized from the rest of it and you keep forgetting that he's not a firefighter. Yeah. Because it, he doesn't have any profession as far as we know. He just yeah. is. He just he just is. And so, yeah, by the end of it he has come back around again. You know who we haven't even touched upon though because we talked about one reporter but you haven't really gotten to talk about your great love for Regional Reporter Guy.
1: Oh my God. Regional Reporter Guy is such a go-getter but real easily swayed. Oh yeah. And he's like because he, there's a the woman from the tree gets interviewed by Gregarious by uh, excited reporter and he's like well you know that he's the one who's to blame for all this and she's like he's not to blame he's a hero him and his friends are trying to stop the fire twister they didn't start it and she just says this assertively and the guy just turns to camera and just goes well you heard it here first folks a hero It's like, oh, okay. The narrative has changed. This guy's all in. He is now the number one fan of Scott, the former firefighter. Like, print it. This guy's a fucking savior. And this is after
0: he's been at the Six Flags, and he's like, and I swear to you all that I will get to the bottom of whoever is behind this. I was like, that is. Not a thing most reporters say, dude, no, but okay. he doesn't, but intrepid lady reporter does. She does. She gets to the bottom of it. He mostly just reports on the spot. Yeah,
1: he reports on the spot. He will He will report whatever you tell him. Yeah. He will report whatever you tell him if you say it with conviction.
2: As long as it's in the teleprompter. Yeah,
1: <laughs> as long as it's... Go <laughs> fuck yourself, anything. Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jordan, does this bring us to... Uh, what is this movie really about? Oh, yeah. Well, one more thing. I, I feel like oh, okay. the... The greater there's a sort of vagueness of believability or not about the nature of the dynamic between Carla, Scott, and Barbie. Oh yeah, because no at the end of the movie, like Casper's been invited back onto the fire force, and Casper's like, I think I need a vacation first, and Barbie's like, Yay! Where are we going? It's like, oh, you're all going together. Yeah, by the oh. end of it, they're in a throuple, and like, it, and like because of her age, it was like, is she like, kind of like one of those like pseudo adopted kids? Is this like a big brothers big sisters thing or like is this a, a throuple thing the, the, yeah like the his arm is around both of them it's a it, it's a sister wives situation in amanda's mind i mean I,
0: look she should have in under rules of disaster movie yeah. she should have been wifed up to jason by the end of it yeah she's a an unmarried female mm-hmm. in these contexts yeah by rule she has to go yeah. to the one remaining male it's there just what it, it is, is.
1: But there I do want to point out Jason fervently nodding right now. One thing yeah. that we did learn from that
0: That's last up. moment, we don't know what their status, the three of their statuses are. No, we but don't. But we do know that Casper cannot say Iceland. What? He says Iceland. Hold on.
1: This you're gonna split hairs on this. This is oh, why you I'm been, not like, gonna
0: split hairs on this. I'm gonna fully say the man has never heard the phrase, the word Iceland before. What's wrong with I mean, what's wrong with saying Iceland?
1: No, hold on. <laughs> This is exactly the kind no, of person is- who lets the entire movie I'm sorry, under- can you put
2: that into the mic? You're playing it for Jordan, and I, not for the listeners. I,
1: I was
0: hoping that I could just send you this clip and you could drop it in, but okay. I mean, I,
2: I can do that, yeah. Okay, let's do this. place cool. Maybe
0: Iceland? I mean, as I was. Just, he says them as two distinct words. Amanda Jordan checked out he of the
1: entirety it. of Underwater when she saw a, p- a hand dryer the wrong hand dryer in a in a in a I'm bathroom i miles below saying I don't believe, below the surface of the ocean I'm not saying I don't believe
0: that Scott in this movie <laughs> isn't a firefighter isn't <laughs> capable of stopping a fire twister I am saying how has Casper Ventine Bandina- made it this far into his life and he maybe is, it was a character choice like, like yeah. the guy thinks that iceland is actually a fictional like he says iceland the way that you say it as if it's a place at disneyland he, like there's fantasy land there's adventure land there's iceland it's where it's where elsa is i
1: am going i i am leaving this one to you i just i, I simply cannot I, go it just on was one of those journey. moments where I
0: heard it and I had to stop and go back and be like, Wait, no, no, I had a stroke. Hold on.
1: <laughs> that didn't happen. Oh, it happened. This is like, <laughs> this is like people making fun of, this is like people making fun of Donald Trump saying Kansas City, Kansas and being like, oh my God, what an idiot. When it's like, how many of you fuckers out there actually know Jordan. The between Kansas City, Kansas and Kansas City, Missouri?
0: Jordan. This is not the same thing as Kansas City, This Kansas, is that kind which, of like, In fairness, this- I did not until very recently know that Kansas City was not two different cities. I thought Kansas city was in Missouri in one spot and then Kansas city was in Kansas in another spot.
1: And then I realized
0: like three weeks ago that they are next to each other. This is a
1: widespread How did
0: absolutely nobody say Casper, can you give us that take one more time, but say it the way that anyone else says it. I,
1: I attesting to what I think we can suss out here is that multiple people think that it's called Iceland and, multiple people multiple of those people worked on this movie and they were like i see no
0: problem with that or it's like that moment how in clueless when she calls them the (laughs) hadians and Uh. amy heckerling was like that is how Cher would call it that is that because that moment
1: is oh absolutely it is
0: yeah and and amy's like no one correct the hadians were
1: totally bugging right yeah yeah (laughs) so
0: she's like and amy's like no one correct her in that movie that happens Brilliant, because she's like, no, that is that like no one tell her it's Haitians because (laughs) that is how share. It's such a perfectly share moment. Oh, unquestionable, unquestionably. Likewise, maybe in this movie they're like, no, until Casper, it's not Iceland. (laughs) The
1: Haitians, the Haitians. Oh, Alicia, your your work, your fine work. But yes, okay. So that brings us. I think that brings us to what this movie is really about. Okay, who should go first?
0: Um. I so I I had a brief moment during that little like parable where I was like oh it's about the death of god and I was like no it's really not there's not enough to build this around to sure. make it about the death of god although there was also during that weird moment in downtown LA when there was the street magician Yeah and the girl was wearing a giant cross sweatshirt and I was like yeah. death of god and then I was like no it can't be death of god god she got just, away. no Twi- fire twister just hates street magicians yeah. fair I get it um I actually what I kind of came around on is that it is a movie that is really about maintaining the status quo okay that this is a movie that suggests that we can do more harm from trying to change things for the better
1: mm. oh mm. and troublesome troublesome, but I hear you I think that was kind of
0: where I took a lot of the subtext of this movie that you have mm. these like eco warriors who get into the situation in the first place because they're trying to change things for the better. Mm the fast the fuel is going to stop, like the fuel is going to like stop the fossil fuel and destroy the fuel fossil fuel industry. Yeah. And look at the unintended c- consequence of it. Cray, yeah. It like blows up and all <clears throat> of a sudden it's doing all these things. Mm-hmm. And I just, a lot of it seemed that the reporter woman dies. Like there's so many aspects to it. Or I kept going back to, this is about not trying to challenge the status quo because look what the consequences are. And ultimately Terrible. at the end of all of this, I mean, and also keep in mind, at no point in this movie do the Eco Warriors save the world with a hybrid car. No, they don't. They do not. They drive like a Ford Explorer. They're in a
1: series of Ford made cars. Yeah, they're
0: in, and they're all like very large SUVs. These are not <laughs> gas efficient cars. So even in that case, the status quo is what ca- keeps them alive. It's true. And so that was really where I kept going back to is that this was a movie truly about like, yeah, the world is on fire, things are bad, <laughs> but do we really want to risk taking the next step to save it and change it? Uh-huh. And I think that the movie says resoundingly no.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, it's not a stance I necessarily agree with. I would have much rather had it yeah. been about, like, the evils of capitalism or the death of God. But I do think that to a large degree, this was about the unintended consequences of trying to affect change.
1: All right. That's that's too bad.
0: I know. It's unfortunate. For a movie, I truly enjoyed. Yeah. But sometimes you love things that are problematic. It's and, true. Uh, I, think I say that as soul. a Michael
1: Bay fan, it's yeah. true.
0: Yeah, so I think Add It's Soul, problematic film.
1: Okay. I am going to say that Fire Twister is about the egalitarian nature of the climate apocalypse. Mm. How we are all subject to be consumed by the burning atmosphere, regardless of how much privilege or wealth we think insulates us from catastrophe as evidenced by the completely not savvy businessman who traded eight and a half million dollars only to be killed by a fire axe in the chest <laughs> that was thrown by a fired twister. And there is also the moment... Where we see the street musician, the yeah. street magician, and those like four people watching him, which they wouldn't have been. No. <laughs> and the fire twister closes in and they all start running away. And then we get a focus in on a plate of burning money mm-hmm. that has been set out. Yeah. That he has been busking for from people. And so there it was. We see money set on fire, burning in the wind. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I, I think that, it, you know, we can, you know, hey, you folks in the hills of Malibu, you can hire your mercenary private fire brigades and that will work for only so long before the scorched earth claims all that you own and love as well. All right. I so like that's that. what I'm going with. Nice. <laughs> nice. I like because oh, I was like, I, was, well, cause nice. I was like, how do I t-
0: <laughs> happy. Because when, fi- when the money was burning, I was like, how do I tie this back into capitalism? But you did a lovely job of yeah, doing no, that.
1: I, I think I nailed it. Yeah. So now we're a Dreamcasting. Yeah. So what's it going to be, Amanda?
0: Oh, so obviously we're, ca- we're keeping Casper.
1: You have you to. You have to.
0: You have to. You have to. to.
1: Like, give the man He's more roles. Indispensable. That jaw.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what other actor in Hollywood, except for Tom Cruise, who is not going to make this movie, can pull himself up in a tree and do his own stunts? So, okay, for Garber, the bad guy, it yeah. is going to be Ernie Hudson. Because oh, I decided wow. we don't dreamcast Ernie Hudson oh, enough. Oh, wow. You're right. And yeah, like give him beef up that part. Make him a little bit more evil. Give him a few more monologues. Um, what I want to see a little give bit. Give us that accent. Give us that accent. Give us give him a cigar. <laughs> I want to hear him not just talk about why guys love golf, but talk about the intricacies of golf for like five minutes. Yeah, in that a tight monolog I'm in. Um, so yeah, I want a lot more Garber. Mm. I And that's Ernie Hudson. Uh, Clara, I was like ming No Wen just to give him somebody someone age appropriate okay okay who was I was like I want someone who's also in her 50s like Mm -hmm. I want someone who's gonna be interesting because I also want to give her more chance to talk about climate oh great because that is what I felt like this movie as much as they were eco warriors yeah we don't hear about the consequences of the climate we don't
1: it's it's abstract it's conceptual it's it's
0: just like it is a reason for them to be doing something but the climate is not an active participant in this story yeah um And I want her to be there more. Mm -hmm. And then for Wormy Guy Jason, Mm -hmm. I wanted someone... So his plot line is going to be not that he betrays the team for money. Uh-huh. He betrays the team for money, but also because he thinks that they're not going far enough. Oh, oh, okay. I want okay. it to be like, this was, we should have been doing more. We should have been the ones planting the bomb so on that water So he's full tower. eco-terrorist I want him to be this full case. eco-terrorist
1: yeah. who's now teaming up. He's Vera Farmiga, Godzilla, yeah. Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah,
0: I want him really full on. I want him to be more evil.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, I like that. I want
0: it to be Colin Hanks because I wanted to be someone who you would never you expect, expect you wouldn't expect it you'd expect, expect it Chet
1: Hanks but you wouldn't expect Colin Chet Hanks
0: wouldn't be able to deliver a line of dialogue it, and have it be understandable well, unless but, he
1: got to do it with a Jamaican pet <laughs> <laughs> then he would be gregarious
0: but yeah so that's, that's that's the dream casting I want from this Barbie I can kind of go with whoever like <laughs> oh and then of course um, for the mercenaries Agent Maggie Grace. (laughs) And it is the evil twin.
1: Agent Maggie Grace. And it's
0: the evil twin of Agent Maggie Grace from Hurricane Heist because we're bringing this in universe. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so we're going to expand this out to the Fast and Furious. This goes into the Fast and Furious verse. And she's the evil twin of Agent Maggie Grace who is, after what happened in Utah, Agent Maggie Grace got demoted. Her twin sister
1: (laughs) went a darker route. Went a darker route. You know, the coder in a dress... From the Hurricane Ice probably would have fit extremely well. Oh, that could be Barbie. Extremely well. Yeah. She has big Barbie vibes. Yeah. Um. Know, thank God for Agent Maggie Grace. I'm going to... Okay. I'm I'm obviously keeping Casper. Yeah. Requirement. That's a given. I really... I do this reluctantly because the, the woman who played Assassin V really was... Yeah. ...pretty perfect. She, she was so... The fact that they worked in the weird bit about the cell phones, (laughs) she played that just dryly enough for it to be amazing. Yeah. But I'm still going to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to make Assassin V. I'm going to make us a Starship Troopers reunion. I'm going to go Dina Meyer. Okay. I'm going to go Dina Meyer because let's have her be the fire twister universe, Michelle Rodriguez, Um, for uh, Clara. I'm going to go Leslie Bibb. (gasps) Love it the award circuit's premier significant other, wife of Sam Rockwell, extraordinary person near as I can tell, Leslie Bibb, I I don't see nearly enough.
0: You know who she's recurring, What show she's a recurring role on and you would never guess it? American Housewife.
1: Suddenly, that's the most compelling reason I've ever had to watch American Housewife.
0: I I when it sh- when she appeared as like she is the she's the thin exercisey blonde
1: neighbor. <laughs> I can see her having that vibe, yeah. Yeah,
0: and that's like just her vibe is like super waspy, and yeah. she was like, bash- <laughs> and he was like, oh, yep, this is how did we not know that Leslie Bibb was doing this now?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I want Leslie Bibb in my fire twister as as a uh, PhD and eco warrior, uh, eco warriors leader uh, for. Jason, I want to call him Jerry. For Jason, that's going to be Miles Teller. Sure. Because he would be the creep who just can't stop hitting on Barbie. And which is leads us into my fire twister Barbie is going to be Sydney Sweeney, currently starring on the show Euphoria oh. as sad Cassie. Okay. As constantly crying Cassie. And I think she's got... Just the eyes for this, <laughs> and the character would be named Barbie. Sure. And um, for bad corporate guy, Alan Alda. I love I Alan, Alda. Alan Alda. I think Alan Alda would be such a great bastard. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that that rounds out that that is my group. I liked I liked Anthony the fuel guy. I thought yeah. he was exactly the right fuel specialist for this kind of role. Anthony the fuel guy, like. Th- th- dearly departed
0: yeah no <laughs> but just like had just the right amount of like that man doesn't really have like bone structure yeah, yeah. to be an engineer yeah i believe yeah. it but also i really like i like that with both of our choices alan alda and ernie hudson both yeah. of them would deliver the line makes sense you don't look like a lesbian
1: <laughs> yeah. and in both those cases you'd be like it totally Aw. different and totally reasonable like, yeah you'd and be like anthony ernie hudson with just like that smooth voice where yeah. like for some reason, you feel like that's a good compliment yeah. from Alan Alda. A little
0: introspective almost. Yeah, yeah. And from
1: Alan Alda, it would be like this greatest generation, like politically incorrect dickhead kind yeah. of thing. Just really cutting Barb. Yeah. I think. I and think, in both cases, you'd be like, shouldn't be OK with that? <laughs> yeah. He gets a pass. Yeah. Yeah. He gets a pass. Yeah. So that brings us to the, the towering infernos. What are you going to what are you going to give Fire Twister? I'm giving it a solid 3.75. I am going to go, I was going to give a good with three, five. Yeah. Like, it's not a four. No. But you know what? Grading
0: it on, I'm going to grade it on the curve. Like a little bit bump it up.
1: Yeah. You know? No, I think that, I think you're right about that.
0: Yeah. And it might have also been because I was coming into it like a day after having watched Velocipastor and fully vetoing it. (laughs) And I appreciate and respect that like, okay, so Velocipastor within the first five minutes. Now,
2: I do just really quick context. The listener is did have the name Velocipastor bleeped? Oh, that's true. Episode. I know I'd someone actually asked me about uh, that. Yeah, I figured since we weren't doing it, I'd bleep it. So for listeners, we were going to do Velocipaster. We're going to do Velocipaster. Uh, okay, okay. Save yourself! Don't watch We were still going to do fair, it. Fair, no, fair.
0: That was a good call. Don't do. Don't watch Velocipaster. In the first five minutes, like it's not a good. It's not even like a good bad movie. It's like a ha ha. We know this is going to be bad, so we're going to really lean into it. Bad. And the priest walks out and waves his mom and dad, whose car promptly blows up. <laughs> and it cuts to from him reacting back to where the car was. And now it's just a blank space. And there oh, is an overlay that says VFX car on fire.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And coming out of that to then see the really terrible visual effects, but they really put their heart into it, a yeah. fire twister. Yeah. And they I was like, really no. put their heart into it. The least you guys could have done was like cover a matchbox toy a Matchbox car toy in like fuel and then light that on fire (laughs) and then film it. Like film the melting like Matchbox car. That's fair. Give me something. Yeah. Velocipastor, give me something because they sure as shit are trying over (laughs) Fire (laughs) Twister.
1: Fire Twister just made me feel so good. It was was over. I was so entertained. I felt, I didn't feel, I didn't feel grimy the way like a Kevin Sorbo movie might make you feel. I just, it was entertaining. It moved quickly. It had just enough of the right messages for me. If it were, we're a winner, sun, if it were a Sunday,
0: and I were just hanging out at home and channel surfing, and that we're on, i mean, oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll keep watching that till yeah, the like end. You guys, you know
1: what's on Tubi? Yeah, Fire Twister.
0: Watch it on Tubi. Tubi sponsor us. Watch
1: it on Tubi. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Tubi. Yeah. And so I'm. I know we haven't convened about it yet, but I suddenly realized. Oh no, keep going. I suddenly. Oh, sorry. I look. I, I mean, I thought Amanda was going to stop me. I suddenly realized I wanted to pitch for our next installment, the movie Fail Safe.
0: Okay, I was going to pitch for the next installment, Avalanche, because we've got Downhill coming out. And I wanted to do an Avalanche tie-in with that, because I don't think Downhill qualifies as a disaster movie, no matter what people want to say. No,
1: no, Downhill and Force Majora are not disaster movies. They are not
0: disaster movies, no matter how many times when I search fucking Twitter, because (laughs) I'm trying to engage with the people, and I search disaster movie, and they're like a new kind of disaster movie. And I'm like, fuck you, that's not what it is. But Okay, yeah, let's do Avalanche and then we
1: can do I and would f- folks we're gonna keep I'm gonna deliver fail safe to you one of the great uh nuclear on the edge of on the brink of nuclear catastrophe movies of all time yeah
0: I'm super in on that
1: uh so wonderful so good Walter Matthau I think Peter Fonda as the president of the United States that's uh, right we
0: talked about this excellent. before excellent
1: but yeah let's do avalanche for now
0: okay so yeah we're gonna do avalanche oh nope that's I have made all these I the other day figured out how to use IMDB lists <laughs> it's really exciting oh, guys no. <laughs> so this is 1978's Avalanche um, It stars Rock Hudson Oh great Mia Farrow Wow And hold on wait for fi- Pod Favorite Dearly Departed Robert Forster Wow oh. What a cast Uh huh Oh
1: my god guys We're going to do a classic So
0: 1978 And that You can watch it on Amazon Prime Oh great Um, And So it's included with Prime There's also something called Shout Factory TV I don't know what that means.
1: I've heard of that. I don't know what it means.
0: Okay, but you can watch on Amazon Prime.
1: Thank you, Amazing. IMDB, for explaining
0: how these, because this is so much easier than Googling now. Great. Um, So that'll be next week, guys.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah, get your classics in.
0: All right. So, uh, Jordan, do we have anything? Do, I don't know if we have any new reviews, so let's. Stare at each other in silence. (laughs) By the way, I really hope you've all enjoyed my dog playing with his uh, gefilte fish toy from his bark mitzvah, (laughs) which goes, oy vey, and then burbles. And I'm like, not sure if it's anti Semitic or not. Oh my God.
2: (laughs) It's not anti-Semitic when you do it.
0: Well,
1: so here's the <laughs> thing. <laughs> Amanda, give me the judge.
0: The first time that I got this toy, I got we should not include this story in the podcast, but <laughs> I got it from my my horrible ex-boyfriend because he thought it was funny because it made fun of Jews. <laughs> and I was like, well, oh, that's anti-Semitic. And then the second time I got it was this last weekend from my brother's current girlfriend who thought it was hilarious because it was for a bark mitzvah. Right. So I'm like, so uh, one side on the anti-Semitic side, one side on the, well, it's gefilte fish. It's
1: funny. Right, yeah. But...
2: Well, no new reviews. So, uh, if anyone wants to leave some more uh, written reviews, uh, it looks like we've gotten like a couple of ratings. But when you're given those ratings, go ahead and uh, toss a review toss, in. Just there. Toss a little text in. Doesn't
1: even have to be good. Toss a, use toss a coin to your disaster podcast. Use predictive text. <laughs> disaster pod
0: is, and then just type. <laughs> Let's see what happens, guys. If it's
1: five stars, it can't be wrong.
2: That's true. That's, there you That's go. quantifiably true. Actually. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so does that bring us to the the handles time? Yeah. So Jordan,
0: where can we find you? At Jor Crew, J O R C R U. I'm at Amanda R Tubbs. It's Tubbs with two B's.
2: I'm Jason Halftones. <laughs> it took me a second with, to remember. With it. With tubies. With tubies.
0: <laughs> uh you can find the podcast we're disaster underscore pod on Twitter. We're disastergirlspod at gmail.com. Uh we have no LinkedIn. We have no tw- Yet. <laughs> we're not
1: hiring yet. No,
0: yeah. we-, <laughs> we have no Instagram. We have no Tinder.
1: Um, but you can yet. find us on those two things. Hey. <laughs> swipe is it left or right is good right 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 swipe right on disaster girl yeah (laughs) match match with us (laughs) and uh so on that note we'll see you guys
0: back (laughs) next week on time for avalanche avalanche bye guys
2: thatmightbecool.com, you never know.